Hey there, fabulous ladies. Welcome to Bring Back Your Pink, where we celebrate the fabulousness of midlife and beyond. I am Jen V, your host, your biggest fangirl and impact-driven entrepreneur living my biggest and boldest life, so you can too. Get ready to leave behind societal expectations and embrace a life filled with laughter, joy, and endless possibilities. So stand tall, turn up the volume, and let's dive into the world of living life in full color. Together, we'll rediscover the power of being unapologetically ourselves, and we will release our inner vibrancy, and together, we will bring back our pink. Let's make every moment count, girls. Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to this week's episode of Bring Back Your Pink. Today, I have an incredibly special guest with me. Amy, the founder of Confetti Rebels. Now, if you've ever wondered about the power of apparel to make a statement, you are going to want to stick around for this episode. Six years ago, Amy was at a major crossroads in her life. she just had a second child and was wrestling with postnatal depression. And a return to her previous nine-to-five life was out of the question. So what did she do? She flipped the script and created Confetti Rebels, a brand aimed at empowering women through statement tees. Now, if you follow along on my, you know, my Instagram, you're going to see me wearing a goodish number of these tees because I have many of them and they make me very happy and I feel very powerful when I wear them. So I'm so excited that Amy is here. But within the first month of starting her online store, she heard from a woman who had survived domestic violence. And Amy knew right then that this was more than a business. This was a calling. So while Amy will be the first to say she's got her own challenges and hey, don't we all, she feeds off the energy of making her customers feel happy and empowered. And that, my friends, is the essence of Confetti Rebels. So get ready for an inspiring chat with Amy, where we dig into the highs, the lows, and the fabulous in-betweens. Thanks for tuning in this week. And without further ado, let's welcome Amy to the show. Thank you so much for coming on, Amy. I know you have a super busy life. And I am so glad you're here today. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited. You know, I love talking about myself. So any opportunity. And when you asked me, I was like, 100%. And I love your vibe as well. So I think we're going to really riff off each other today. I think so. And I mean, you know, I'm such an advocate of your teas. Of course, I have my not made to be subtle tea on. I love that. I love that enough if only I could have put like all of them on but anyway oh, I-, I know I know maybe we could do like a you know although you never know every time I've done that I've shown a boob or something so yeah well, nobody go down too well in a live video oh girls <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh god I love it start off by sharing the origin story of confetti rebels you mentioned that it was born out of a challenging time in your life um you know, with the postnatal depression, how did you find the strength to start a business while struggling with that? And what motivated you to start like an empowerment apparel company? Yeah, look, I mean, I had a few things that I thought I was going to do because obviously, yeah, being, I worked in big corp, I worked in you know, yeah, nine to five, which was, it's it's never nine to five, is it? I know. Um, yeah, in the city, you know, my husband and I, we we were both commuting into the city. Um, I had my my firstborn son, and um, uh, yeah, so I was diagnosed with postnatal depression, but it wasn't straight up. It was about maybe a year and a half into it. So I'd kind of lost my way. My my father had passed away like shortly before I was um I was pregnant with him and with my son. Sorry, and um, yeah, I just. 
I kind of felt like there was, I couldn't go back to that life because it just, it A, reminded me of too many things in the past that, you know, were upsetting. And then also I just couldn't keep up that that lifestyle, literally the commute. Um, I know some people do and it's amazing, but for me, you know, we live in the sticks and it was just too far. So I, I had my firstborn and then um, I kind of was really lost. I wasn't working. I was kind of trying to find what would make me happy. I was doing craft things. I was, you know, kind of, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just trying to find something. So I still was doing graphic design, which is my my actual trade you know, mm-hmm. what I went to university for, all that kind of stuff. And um, I was doing a bit of freelancing and then had my second um, my second daughter, well, my second child, which was a daughter, and I kind of started thinking, you know, I, I there was a lot of things that I went through in business and saw things and experienced things and I'm like, you know, I really want to talk about it and I don't know how and I... I started, you know, an Instagram page um, and I just thought, you know, I I thrive off people empowering others and I was kind of in that sort of zone as well and I started doing some videos and some, you know, I was building it Confetti Rebels up before I actually, you know, launched and I found that people were sort of going, oh, you know, you know, I love that you do your dancing and you do this and you do that. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start a business, which, you know, I love wearing, I've always loved wearing slogan t-shirts. It's always been a thing. You know, I'd paint my own, I'd paint my own slogans on them, you know, using fabric paint. And, um, you know, they were probably a lot more, um, would I say like non-PC before, because obviously I wasn't selling them or anything. So I thought, I'm going to do something along the lines of that because I really like the thought of being able to wear what you feel. So, um, yeah, so I started, I started, you know, doing my research. I really wanted to print locally. I really wanted to print onto T-shirts that were, you know, ethically made. I wanted, there were all these boxes I wanted to tick. And um, thankfully, like I managed to tick about 90% of them. So I did manage to find an amazing screen printer who actually his um, uh, warehouse is literally two minutes from my house. I love it. He hates it because I'm <laughs> always down there bothering him. You know, how's those T-shirts? Are they going to get printed today? Because I really need to get them out. He's like, I usually have to bribe him with some sort of food, even though I've paid. But um, yeah, so I found an amazing screen printer and I just thought, what what slogans resonate to me that I could produce that would resonate to other people? So um, I I got about maybe ten or eleven printed, and I did a photo shoot. It was so off, like off the cusp. I was so unorganized. I got like a local photographer. I quickly grabbed a whole bunch of. I put a, like a post out on the Northern Beaches Women's page, um, you know, Facebook page. Um, mum's page said oh I love you know I need five women I don't care what you look like I just want you to be you know free and confident in front of the camera I'm just starting this brand let's you know um it's a t-shirt brand who wants to come I had like 20 people 30 people that wanted to come and I had to obviously squash it down to about five because I couldn't you know photograph everybody and um yeah I literally did the photo shoot designed the website the day before got the photos and launched on the same night and I sold 10 t-shirts in one night which was huge for me (laughs) that's amazing yeah so 
it kind of snowballed from there, you know, a lot of, and a lot of those sales weren't from people I knew. They were from like people that were following me on Instagram. And, you know, I, I, I launched everything on one night and like, here's the website. This is the new brand. This is what I'm launching. This is what I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, it went crazy. Really, really good. Like really, really good, crazy. So yeah, that was kind of, that's how it all began. I love this story. So <laughs> when did you realize that this was going to be, you know, more than just a business as such, you know, do you remember yeah. the time your apparel actually, or your tease really impacted somebody's life? Yeah, look, I would say probably uh, look close to six to 12 months in, um, you know, the stories I was getting back from people, you know, like, you know, oh, I love this T-shirt because like, you know, I did one that said Shaky Tits, it's Friday. And they're like, I love this T-shirt because on Fridays, you know, we listen to R&B Fridays and in the office and we all love to dance around. And, you know, I bought this T-shirt for, you know, my six, my six employees. And then they'd send me a video and I'd love that. And then I'd get like a, you know, an, a message from someone saying, I just bought your T-shirt for my daughter. She's having a really hard time at school accepting like her body and I thought this would be perfect um and then you know then I had one in particular yeah which was a a woman that um was a dv survivor and she was having a um a a, like a court case against her ex-partner and she wore her worthy t-shirt so it literally just says worthy on it like I am worthy I'm worthy of happiness I'm worthy of not being treated like shit I'm worthy of this I'm worthy of that whatever you feel like you're worthy to uh for and she wore that on the day at the at the court session and she just said she just felt so free and alive and that's kind of where it got you know to the point where I'm like okay this means something you know I know these t-shirts I wear mean something to me but I was starting to feel like they were making an impact on other people's lives. I know it's a piece of clothing, but when you wear it and you're walking around the street and you're strutting down, like you get people looking at you going, oh, like they either judge you and go, oh, no, that's not for me. Or they're like, yeah, love your T-shirt. And I'm like, Confetti Rebels, you know. Look, I I mean, I'll say Confetti Rebels has had an impact on me. Um, You know, my part of my journey was going from, being invisible and wanting to be invisible mm. and, you know, trying to fit myself into a box that I thought I should be, mm-hmm. then, you know, coming out and getting your tea, if I'm too much, go find less <laughs> yeah. and not made to be subtle. And whenever I wear these, I feel powerful. Like I really do. Like I feel like they validate who I've become, who I am and who I'm always meant to be. And that is the power wearing a tea like that you know I wear them frequently in my photo shoots because I love them you know don't be a lady be a legend um yeah, yeah. they just I've even got kind I've, I've worn another shoot kind people are my kind of yes people. yeah it's like a religion for me it's my own personal religion so yeah it's really you wear them and they make you feel good yeah and I mean look I'm not the only slogan t-shirt company. Like there's amazing brands out there. Hence why I really only produce t-shirts that resonate to me. And that means 
usually most likely it resonates to the community that's following me on Instagram. Like, you know, 98% of the sales that I get through my Shopify website are from Insta. So therefore, like like-minded people are following me. Um, you know, I have customers that literally will buy every single t-shirt I launch. And then there's other ones that step back and go, oh, well, I actually, I don't have ADHD, but, you know, I love that one. But majority of the customers that, you know, my customer return rate is really high and retaining that is really important for me rather than going out and going, oh, I need new customers. I need one and done. I want one and done. Like to me, it's satisfying that customers that the customers that I already have. And I find that, yeah, a lot of them are like-minded and very similar to me as well. So it's great. Well, I have, I mean, thing is too, the quality just digressing, which is not something I planned on talking about, but I am (laughs) right now because whilst I was digging through my wardrobe to find this shirt, I pulled out peace, love and lollipops. Now I think that was the first one I bought off you probably four years ago. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, that, and I thought it was one of my new shirts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, that looks no, that's peace, love, and lollipops, and it still looks fantastic. So Uh, it, um, it like that the quality is so good, which is great because you know, as you said, you're trying to do ethically made and keep it small, and they really do. Like this, this has been washed like about fifty million times. Um, Yeah, and it's still like it's still vibrant. It still looks amazing. That's the thing, right? It's so hard to tick all those boxes. And, you know, I I really, I use the brand AS Colour and I know a lot of other T-shirt slogan brands do. And AS Colour are known for being ethically made. You know, they're part of the Amphori code, which, you know, really make sure that they crack down on who makes their T-shirts. And, yeah, you know, the quality is amazing. And I screen print my T-shirts. Well, I don't. My screen printer Nick does. And that's why I chose that process because, I know it sounds bad, but you don't have to. It's not, yeah, one and done. You don't throw that T-shirt out. Like the one I'm wearing at the moment is um, I think about five years old and I wear it all the time. So, yeah, like obviously they have a shelf life, but, you know, and some more than like quicker than others, depends on how many times you wear them. What, But, yeah, the whole point is I, I don't like to contribute to that fast fashion mode of like, yeah, you've got to buy, 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 buy. I still want you to have, you know, T-shirts from three, four years ago because I don't think that, you know, if for me it's not worth it for you to just, yeah, buy, you want to keep buying. I mean, if you if you resonate with the slogan, obviously, but, yeah, I don't want them to be crap quality and you have to get another one kind of thing. So, yeah, I thrive off that. <laughs> They're not. They're like they still feel amazing, et cetera. So, you know, I think it's Thank great. You. Um, so you. Confetti Rebels is kind of, it is an empowering brand. It, 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 you know, advocates empowerment, self-expression. What does empowerment mean to you personally? Look, honestly, empowerment means the, you know, the chance to be, and I know like there's going to be so many, you know, slushy comments coming out here, but genuinely being yourself, like, you know, I'm sure we've all been through those times in our life where we felt like we need to, you know, fit in, as you said, fit into a certain box, um, you know, fit to a certain standard, become a kind of person that, you know, you want to impress your boss or the people around you or your family. You know, we've, I've, I've grappled with that as well. You know, I have, I had parents that had really high standards of, of me and, you know, what parent doesn't of their child um, and they weren't horrible about it, but it was just the way I interpreted it. And um, it constantly made me feel like I was never good enough 
um, the always the eager to please, the need to please. I still do that now, even though yep. I'm probably not as pro- prolifically. I don't. I probably don't prolifically do it as much as I used to. But yeah, just giving giving yourself that um, that opportunity to become who you are. I really haven't. I think by the age of thirty, I found who I actually was as a person. Um, and I was really at a crossroads as to if I wanted to be that person. And cause I knew that I would definitely ruffle a few feathers. Like I don't believe in being rude or nasty to people, but the literally the art of not giving a fuck what people think about you is really important because, you know, you can still like live by that motto, but not be rude about it. Like, you know, I emancipated myself from a family member, you know, a couple of years ago because, you know, again, the T-shirt, if I'm too much, go find less. They always called me a drama queen. They said, I, you know, I was an attention seeker, all this kind of stuff. Like, I'm like, so that doesn't make me a bad person. Like, just because I'm an attention seeker doesn't make me a shit person. It just means that I probably stand out a little bit more against people like my husband, who is socially introverted and he's a beautiful person. (laughs) And he's happy to let me guide, you know, the social scene. There's always people like that. It doesn't make them a bad person and doesn't make people that are introverted bad people. So it's just embracing who you are as a person to me is genuinely what I want to come out of what I, I don't, I, I'm not just a slogan t-shirt brand. I'm literally trying to encourage people to be themselves and embrace themselves and embrace their personality embrace what you've got embrace your body embrace your mind everything like that so yeah that's kind of what I'm hoping to achieve through my business and that is why I wanted to get you on and I just want to (laughs) have a little clap for you for realizing at the age of 30 and being who you were meant to be because that's what this podcast is about and you know I love I don't want people to wait till they're 52 yeah. to who they were meant to be, you know. Yeah. Um, so hearing you say, you know, at the age of 30, I'm like, yes. So for any of you young ones out there listening, please be who you were meant to be in the first place. Don't don't try and fit to society's expectations, you know. It's totally who you're meant to be. And actually that kind of leads to the next question. You know, you have a broad range of, of customers and you're very size inclusive. You know, you go down from like the, the extra small up to like a 5XL. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Love, I love to buy really big T-shirts. So I'm always happy it's a 5XL. I'm like, it's a mine. Um, but what's the common thread that you think, you know, attracts people to to follow you? Because yeah. like whilst you're Confetti Rebels, you are a personal brand. You're very much known as you know, as confetti rebels, um, what do you think attracts people to come and follow you? Look, honestly, I think something like authenticity. Like I've always said, you know, I sell crew neck t-shirts. Again, it's that ticking the box. Like I have people that are like, um, you know, your sizes are in like female t-shirts, extra small through to 2XL. And then I say, you know, I want to extend the size from extra small, uh, extra large, a men's extra large, a men's 2XL and a men's 3XL. I don't lie about it. If if you don't like that in crew teen t- uh, t- neck t-shirts or t-neck, see, um, you know, crew t, you know what I mean. That's <laughs> I don't lie about it. That's what I supply. Um, if I want to go into the point where I'm 
providing a t-shirt that's a scoop neck I've got to go offshore then I've got to do a, a massive amount of print print runs um and and get them made and you know it's that whole oh god you know I I need to get it to, at a certain cost in order to you know import it over it's it's a really hard thing so keeping that authenticity I don't lie about my t-shirts I genuinely like crew neck t-shirts myself so yeah it's definitely something that I you know I I, I just I just believe in authenticity. So uh, if it if it works to my advantage, it's great. If it doesn't, that's just what it is. So yeah, one of my favorite sayings. Um, I think I told you when we met up at um, Beck's launch. Um, yeah. you be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, you heck, someone's shot of vodka. And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like. But I think people would be attracted to you too because you're sheer joy and energy you know it, it's it's a joy like it's a joy to watch I love watching you and the fact that you just go I don't really give a fuck I'm gonna dance in my undies I'm like you go girl yeah like obviously that kind of stuff I don't care for like I don't care what people think but you know if I've ever upset or offended some someone from what I'm saying like obviously something like that is gonna you know that upsets me um I never want to cause you know, I don't want to be known for ruffling people's feathers for saying really offensive things because it's just not worth it for me. But yeah, what I do personally and how I act, um, it's kind of no one's business. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to follow me. You don't have to buy my stuff. But I find that people really appreciate, you know, if I do want to dance around in my undies or, you know, uh-huh. wear, wear, you know, whatever I want and do whatever I want. But yeah, you can do that to a, to an extent, you know, without having to offend people. So, I mean, at the end of the day, always someone's going to be offended about something. But... Be offended. Trust yeah, me. totally. Totally. There's always going to be someone that's going to put a negative comment on. Yeah. I'm your- very lucky though. I don't get trolled too much. I think just because that comes down to building that community, people know that. I mean, if you, I'm very, you know, I, it's, it's, it's that fine line. You know, I, I believe I have my beliefs. Other people have their beliefs. I respect that you have your beliefs. Um, You come onto my forum and diss my beliefs, then, you know, maybe I might, you know, not block you, but I might delete your comment. But yeah, I don't go onto your forum and attack you. So it's kind of that it's a fine line. But yeah, I do have a really supportive community, which I love. So yeah. So cool. Um, and this kind of leads into actually another thing I want to ask you because you're like, let's be honest, you know, there's so many trendy fast fashion things lines out there. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your brand authentic? Um, and you know, avoid that trap. I mean, I think you've kind of covered it in a lot of what you've said, um, yeah. you know, the sourcing of the teas and by you, but is there any other way that you... Look, I don't really follow trends. The good news about slogan T-shirts is I don't think they're ever going to go out of fashion. People always love to wear a T-shirt. Um, I think like the start of last year or close to mid last year, I decided to just venture out a little bit and create some products that really literally resonated to me like um obviously the you know the rainbow chill skirts and things like that I you know I googled um rainbow chill skirt for adults and nothing came up so I just thought stuff it I'm gonna get my own made and yes I do I get them made in China why because I have a really great supplier I have a really ethical supplier um I pay extra 
So, you know, they say, oh, this is going to cost this much because, you know, you want it done, you know, um, you you want this this small amount of qu- small quantity made rather than mass producing, and I'm like, that's fine. It's so funny. Mass producing actually takes a, is a lot quicker than if I want to only order 200 of them. It's yeah. really bizarre. So you know, um, I have a great supplier that um, you know ticks all the boxes of what I want. Um, and I mean, that's the best I can do. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my own made. And um, you know, I take time. I get the samples made. Um, the the quality, you know, at the first sample I got made, you know, they the 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 band on the top was like a lot thinner, and I felt like no, it cuts in, and if it cuts in on someone like me, it's going to cut in on a um, you know, a woman that's plus size. So let's get the band thicker, and they're like, oh, but the band, if it's thicker, it's got to be this fabric. I'm like, that's fine if that's a compromise. So. You know, this is a whole new ball game for me as well. Producing, um, you know, T-shirts is really easy because they're just there um, and I just have to shove a slogan on them. Whereas producing actual like items from scratch, it's it's so new to me. So I'm still learning those kind of things. But yeah, after selling out twice with those rainbow chill skirts, clearly they I'm on onto a winner with them. So yeah. Fun too, Amy. Like it's not literally about being, you know, wearing black and corporate yeah. and pencil skirts. Like I felt, you know, I mean, as you know, I have one of your skirts and, you know, we did the photo shoot and I'm out the front of the house with my husband dancing around the street. In and a- you secretly loved it. <laughs> it was actually really empowering. I'm like, you know, and every now and then I think at 55, am I too old to wear a bloody, you know, mm. skirt? I'm like, no I want to wear it and I'm gonna wear it come on look at Iris Apfel like she's amazing and she just owns it she is my yeah there's a there's a lady I follow called um oh my god I can't I I can't for the I told you I wouldn't go on my phone but I'm going to quickly find her on my um uh my Instagram and she is absolutely um oh my god like she's about I think she's like close to 90 and yeah, I can't remember her. I'm going to, I'm going to find it. And I'm telling everybody to go follow her because she's got millions and millions and millions of followers. Um, oh, Batty Winkle. Oh, I follow her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Batty Winkle is everything I love. I want to be Batty Winkle when I'm like, is she like 91 or is she a hundred or something like that? Because actually someone asked me um, the other day when I was interviewing them, they're like, how old do you want to be? I'm like, I'm totally going to get to 102 like Iris Apple. Yeah. I'm still going to be wearing my chill skirt. Absolutely. And I'm still going to rock rock this because I spent too much time trying to be somebody I'm not to actually ever go back to being like that. So, you know, at whatever age I get to, I'm still going to have my pink hair. <laughs> That's it. And as I said, it's embracing that. Like, you know, my I have a family friend and all she wears is black, but she always has different coloured hair and I love that. Like she just doesn't care. She walks around with a roller in the front of her hair. Like, yeah, she just doesn't care. The, the art of not giving a fuck. Like, you know, whatever makes you feel good, just do it. So about living life in full colour. But if full colour to you is wearing black and loving it, wear the black. You know, that's it. it. And you know what? Sometimes 
sometimes I do love a I sometimes I do love a black. You know, I did just release a t-shirt that said, you know, where's black loves coffee, avoids people. Because after having um a massive sometimes when I go through like a week of having massive amounts of things going on in my life or seeing lots of people, like say markets, for instance, you know, you've come across two, three thousand people chatting to people. I go into shutdown mode and I literally don't want to talk about anything to anyone for at least a week after I don't know if that's yeah an ADHD trait or something like that but I go into shutdown mode and that t-shirt is me to a T and then I come out of it and I'm like right I'm ready to wear color again because I'm feeling motivated again so yeah if it had cats on it as you know I <laughs> know uh, I promise you I'll do a cat t-shirt because I do love cats I have a cat myself and he's my life so yeah well they're just like me just like yeah. my yeah. Um, no, because it, it, like it is a thing. I've been doing a lot of, you know, um, sort of networking and going out a lot recently. It was just like yesterday. I'm like, I've been out the last four days. My husband's mm-hmm. like, do you want to come to see a show? I'm like, no, no. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I want to sit at home and I want to watch some really bad TV. With my cats. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's okay. Exactly. We've got to recharge. Yeah. Let's, let's hark back to a couple of years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, the elephant in the room, the old pandemic. Oh, yeah. Did you adapt with that? You know, what lessons did you learn? Because I know it's a tough time for so many businesses. Look, I was one of those people that felt really bad for other businesses because I absolutely thrived during the pandemic. So, you know, I, I kind of looked out to what I could do. Basically, I was still doing the same thing. But all of a sudden I was creating products that were like, you know, a, more of a comfort item for people. You know, e-com went nuts. Like all e-com brands that I follow, like, you know, people were sitting at home. They obviously couldn't get out to the shops. My um, I, my price point is a quite doable price point. Um, and then I think probably, I, so I had a little, I had my little shed down in the garage and I had probably, it was maybe like, um, you know, 13 square metres. And then I obviously, and again, my my choice, my beliefs, I got really um, passionate about um, vaccinations because I do come from, you know, I've got family members and people in my life that are from a medical background. So, um, again, totally not. And I wanted, I did, I, I did kind of want to push that agenda because at the time I was like, this is how we're going to get back to it. So I did a T-shirt that said, "Let's get shots." So it was my combination of alcohol that I love and um and immunization. So I had a picture of like a woman's arm with a band aid with a love heart on it, and then yeah, let's get shots. And I was like, this could go either way, but fuck it again, I'm going to just do it. So I sent one to um, an influencer down in Melbourne called Clementine Ford, and she was um, quite prolifically um, promoting vaccinations as well. Um, And yeah, she wore it. And I was actually meant to launch on the Sunday night and she wore it on the Saturday night and I just had to press go. And I think I sold like over that weekend close to like one to 2000 t-shirts. So I was like, shit, I called my screen printer. I'm like, we got to order some like stock right away. And he was printing, 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 printing. And as fast as he'd print them, they would sell out. So 
Yeah, I was giving um, first responders and people in the healthcare um, industry 50% off so they could wear them. People were buying them because I had that really short time frame of, you know, people were buying them for their vaccination that they knew they were booked in for a month and then they'd have the second vaccination. So even though it was um, felt like forever, it was still a short period of time I had to actually push those out and get them out to people. And yeah, like I was, I would wear, I wore mine to um, Homebush bay where i got my vaccination and then like that night i'd get home and i'd have 40 new sales because people were like i saw your t-shirt um i really loved it kind of thing so yeah so that that skyrocketed and then i spiraled into the point where i needed to upgrade my space so i went and got a warehouse i hired a digital team because i I was going to the point where i couldn't manage my social media anymore and i decided to run facebook ads and get my you know e um my e newsletter my e newsletter my my newsletter subscribers going um you know i i gained about 10,000 subscribers in less than a month um yeah so that was going crazy crazy busy got my warehouse and then i think the minute covid started started like you know I would say petering off maybe like start of last year, I noticed started a massive decline in sales. Mm. Um, I made the massive decision to, I had two years rent on my my huge 130 square meter warehouse and I had to give that up because I was hemorrhaging money. It's amazing how you can go from unbelievable high to all of a sudden going, I could lose my business in three months. My gosh. Yeah. So I made the really hard decision to, to, you know, cease my lease and I moved into office space because little did I know office spaces were cheap as chips because no one was in offices anymore. Everyone worked out that they can work from home. So I got a really good office space for one, a half of the price of what I was paying for my warehouse, same size. And um, yeah, I learned Facebook and marketing myself. I unfortunately had to let my digital team co- like go because I was spending more on um, service fees a month than I could on actually the ads I wanted to spend. And um, yeah, I, I took a lot of the reins back and it, I didn't feel like I'd lost anything. I didn't feel disappointed in myself because I think the pride of the fact that I knew I had to pivot and I had to really make those changes to make my business survive made me really proud. I was like, I could just keep going and spending this money, but mm. I decided not to. I took the high road and swallowed my pride and I downsized and it's worked out so good for me. That's why you're still standing today. Yeah. And my overheads are less. And yeah, look, yes. I work harder than I probably did two years ago, but I still love it. And that's a massive thing I have to say for people as much as you want to give up, you are the most, if you're the most passionate about your brand than anybody else, that is what's going to make it. Like if you start losing that passion, it's a slippery, slippery slope. And I don't know how you can get that back. Could not agree more. I always say, you know, you, you know, I have a branding business as well as, as bring back your pink. Mm. Um, me, it's like, what does it spark joy? Yeah. And, you know, people have said, like, I've ceased doing one-on-one work um, because I focus on my course because my course is what sparks joy for me. Yeah. So I had to pivot, you know, yes, I'm not making as much money because I'm not doing the Mm one-on-ones. Am I fulfilled? Hell yeah. That's it, you know. I mean, it's really hard. You see 
you know, you see the people with the warehouse posts and look at our brand new big office and we've just hired this much staff. You have to understand, like that means more overheads. That means more money that's being spent. It doesn't necessarily equate to profit. So, yeah, people get started on that because, you know, you would have seen in the entrepreneurial world, you know, there's so many coaches, six-figure business, do this, do that. And it's like profits. Yeah, that's it. It, it means nothing if you're not making a wage. Like, I'm going down that track because I'm, we're focusing on you yeah. and your fabulous business. Um, you know, earlier on you mentioned that really amazing story and very inspiring story of the lady that wore your worthy T-shirt um, to her court hearing. Have you got any other amazing customer stories like that that you could share? Oh, look, honestly, oh, I just... It's hard to say because I find a lot of people don't like think to share stuff with me or, but then I see their, you know, their posts on their Instagram and they've t- tagged me and like, you know, they've, they've done a, like a body positive photo shoot and like, and they've worn my t-shirt and I'm like, they're like, oh, we've never done anything like this. So things like that, like it doesn't, it hasn't, there hasn't been like one huge big thing. There's just lots of little stories that I see come through from people like, you know, um, you know, obviously being neurodivergent, I've got ADHD, you know, launching T-shirts that are about, you know, powered by ADHD, the neurodivergent T-shirt, people, you know, wearing them and posting and saying, you know, I've, I've hid behind my who I am for so long, but wearing this T-shirt, like, yeah, there's lots of little stories. I couldn't pinpoint just one, but honestly, that's what, and my husband hates it when I say this phrase, but that is what fills my cup. Like, I love seeing stuff like that. I'm the same. Like, I know not that, you know, like I don't have a a business like yours, obviously, but, you know, when something fills your cup, like Mm -hmm. it does fill your cup. Yeah. You know, I, and it makes you realize that's why I'm doing it. 100%. And just listening to you then, you know, was making me feel so good. And I even got a big goosebumpy, you know, mm-hmm. about these women. And I guess the thing is, because I am one of them, that your teas have helped me dramatically come out of my shell and be who I was meant to be. And to think that you've got a whole community of amazing women out there that are living and becoming or unbecoming who they thought they shouldn't be because of something you've done. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. Gives a, me the warm fuzzies. Darn good feeling. So yeah. what's next? What's next for Confetti Rebels, you know? <sighs> coming out for Christmas, girlfriend, or anything that you can give us a sneak peek into? Yes, yeah, so Christmas, can you believe it? It's September oh. and I've, you know, but I've had Christmas going since February. Like I've had to, that's the thing. I've, I've learned and learned and learned that I really need to prep better. Um, I'm a really bit of a, I'm a bit of a sporadic person. So, and that's the joy of being able to print locally as well. I can quickly deliver t-shirts quite, you know, within two weeks, but with my really nice funky stuff, like my skirts and my t-shirts with the chules and the puffs, I really have to prep in advance. Um, so yeah, I've got a huge, huge, huge Christmas, um, collection coming out in October. Everyone's like October already. And I'm like, yeah, because it's Christmas. You want to wear as much as as you can because, you know, um, but a lot of the products uh, you'll be able to wear after Christmas as well. And, yeah, coming into next year, I've got some, um, let's just say, sequins um, and uh, more pyjamas, like tie-dye just goes crazy, all oh, that I- kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. and honest, yeah, honestly, like 
<laughs> I say I've got it all worked out. I'm probably only six months in, like I'm I'm six months but ahead of the time. But past that, yeah, I change. I change my mind or I'm like, no, I just like the amount of product samples I've got sitting around that I never do is is immense. But then I'll come back to it like two years later and go, yeah, I've decided I'm going to bring that out now. So that's because yeah. you it's your business. You can do whatever the fuck you like. Exactly. That's what I love about it. So as a female entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for other women, you know, that are looking to reinvent themselves, you know, in some way and perhaps start their own business? Yeah, look, you th- like there's that meme that goes like, I, I left my nine to five job to start, you know, to b- get my own business. And now I work, you know, what, 20 hours a day. Sure. Like, it's a really funny meme and it's so true. Like, I think if you if you have an idea and like, say, for instance, you want to bring out scented candles, great. Mm. That's, yeah. And then you're like, oh, but it's a flooded market. There's a lot of people. Do something different. Like, you know, I, I think it's being different and being a little bit unique. You can then really knuckle down and, and um, you know, I don't like to say attack, but really get, you know, that niche market, do Mm. something and do it well. Don't spread your butter and think, oh, if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I'm very, you know, um, but so many, but like businesses I see starting off, get your website sorted first, get your Instagram sorted, get your Facebook sorted, start posting before you launch any products because people need to start familiarizing themselves with your brand first. I can't stand these people that launch products and their website's not ready or they've got one post on their Instagram. It's like you just, and then they sit there and they're like, I haven't made any sales. And you're like, it takes so much work. Be prepared that you're going to be working long hours, but you have to love those hours that you're working because- it does like I've and and be really strict with yourself. So I daily I will work between nine and twelve a uh, twelve p.m. I pack orders and then I come home. I have my lunch. I go for a walk because that is what fills my cup on a daily basis. And then from about three o'clock when I have kids, so it's got to work with your schedule. I spend an hour with my children and then I put them on devices and I answer emails until five. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done for the night because it's just learning those boundaries and yeah. um, nothing's ever going to be uh, on an even keel. It's never going to be on the same level. Um, when your business goes really well, usually your family life or your personal life suffers. And when your personal life's going really well, usually, you, you know, your business life suffers. Nothing's ever, it's always, uh, it's such an imbalance. Uggle. So you've got to be prepared for that and having a good, you know, if you have a partner in your life, having someone that supports you is great. Or even if it's family members or friends that support you um, and just go for it. If you have that idea and you're passionate about it, if you are passionate about it, then everyone else is going to be passionate about it. If you don't want to put a hundred percent in and be passionate about it, no one else will. So yeah. That's the thing you don't want. And also you don't want to look back in 12 months time and go, oh, I wish I'd done that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and work out a good budget. How much you want to spend? Don't just go throwing your money in Facebook ads straight away. Like you know, don't go and hire a fancy pants agency thinking that they're going to be you know 
the be all and end all and they're going to get your sales because it doesn't work like that. A lot of this stuff now is UGC, you know, um, user generated content, content creators, sending stuff to people. So they don't even need to be influencers just as long as you've got products that um, people can experience and film and, you know, you talk about it. And the biggest thing is, and I know I always harp on about it, but it's authenticity. If you're having a bad day and you can't get orders out, get on your stories and talk about it. Say, I'm so sorry. I've got a little kid with gastro. Everyone that's ordered Express today, it's not going to happen. Like people just love that authenticity um, because if they don't see that, they're just going to treat you like another business. And like I have people messaging me, um, email me at like 10 o'clock at night apologizing, but they're only doing it because that's the only time they can. I'm so sorry to bother you at this time of the night, but my, you know, obviously I don't get it till the next day. But it's just they know. They know that I'm a one-woman show and it's my business and I've managed to, you know, show that through authenticity from online. So, yeah, you've just got to show that. A lot of people are like, oh, but, you know, I don't like getting behind the camera and I don't like doing this. I'm like, well, don't. Just show packing your order with with your hands or something. Mm -hmm. Just do a voiceover. You don't have to talk to the camera. If, like, it's just showing. You don't have There's other ways to show authenticity rather than just putting standard slides up on stories and putting Facebook posts on that look curated in in Canva because people won't get to, you know, feel your brand if they don't feel you behind it. Exactly. And that's why, you know, I love your brand so much because, you know, as a brand coach myself, Mm. you know, your brand is exactly what others should aspire to be like. Oh, you know, that's that's an awesome, um, you know, that makes my head really big and I really appreciate that. But it's, but, I, but it's true though. All I want for everybody is to have a successful business. You know, even if they are a competitor, there's there's room for everybody. Just so, saying, there is enough sunshine for everyone. Yeah, totally, totally. Because if other people are buying slogan t-shirts, that means there's a market for it. It's great. And I mean, you, you could have a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Even I buy other people's slogan t-shirts. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, but lastly, last question I have for you, and thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a great chat. I've really enjoyed it. Um, Anytime. What's one message you would like people to take away from Confetti Rebels? Oh, look. <laughs> Can I say the Nike slogan? Just do it. Um, if you've been mulling on an idea and you haven't been sure whether to do it, um, as I said, just do it. Like, what have you got to lose? You really got to work out what have you got to lose and, um, yeah, put that passion behind it and go for it. And don't, you know, don't listen to those family members that think, oh, no, you sh- you've got to be safe. You shouldn't be doing that right now. You shouldn't, you know, like, you know when it's time and you know when it's time to, like, if you, I know so many amazing women that have left their nine to five big corp jobs and started a business and, yeah, they're not taking away the same amount of, um, you know, the, the same paycheck that they used to but they're so much more fulfilled from it so yeah. yeah and also making that time like I have the time now I'm so grateful that I get to spend time with my children and it's really you know some people I, I'm grateful for that I know not everybody else has that opportunity but it's taken me six years to work to that so I'm comfortably earning a wage that I can take away and be be happy about it. I'm sure I could earn more if I worked in, you know, a nine-to-five job, but I wouldn't be able to spend time with my children and my family. So, yeah. I think certain personalities. I was in the corporate world. Um, some of the ladies that are listening would know my background. I was made redundant in 2020. 
you know, which at the time I thought was the biggest disaster in the world. Yeah. Now, Worst thing ever. Best thing that ever happened to me. You know, I call yeah. it, actually call that day my rebirth day because that's Absolutely. the day Absolutely. reborn. So yeah. I love that message, that takeaway. Just go out and do it. Um, oh, where can Don't be- doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Believe in yourself. That's one really important thing we've got to have in a business too, is the belief that you are enough. Good to- enough. So um, where can people find you? Even though we've talked um, Literally just type in Confetti Rebels on Instagram. Don't bother with TikTok because I haven't, but you can if you want. Um, and just confettirebels.com.au. So Dick. Look out for the pink, look out for the confetti, look out for the dancing, look out for my face, my mug on the on the gram. I'm there. And the chul. <laughs> and the chul and the rainbow and everything, colour. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Um, oh, I, really- I know it's been a long time coming. I'm sorry and I've been trying to no. get it booked in, but, yeah, it's been great. Absolute pleasure. Um, and, ladies? I want you to remember, like Amy and like like me, you know, be who you're meant to be. You know, don't try and put yourself in a box that doesn't fit you. So stay pink, ladies, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, ladies, I created this podcast because I know we need more of it to help us bring back our pink and live our best lives. But guess what? We can't do this alone. So if you loved this episode, let's spread the wealth. Share it on your socials, send it to a friend, and don't forget to write us a review. By doing this, you become part of the movement to bring back your pink and inspire others to do the same. I'm incredibly grateful to have you in my world as we live life in full color and become our authentic selves. Together, we're unstoppable. Let's keep rocking and bringing back the pink.